the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now Now. with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayak. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now, and thank you for joining us on this very special Saturday afternoon. I'm Dr. Mark. I'm here with my co-host, Larry Jones. Happy Larry, New Year, Dr. Happy Mark. Happy New Year 2022. Amazing. Do you know that we've been, we've been together one year? Yes, yes. This month? Yes, on this show. I mean, I on think this it's, show, yeah. yeah. No, we've more, known but, each other for like 30 years. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no, this is yeah. uh, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, New Year's mean change. Yes. And I think, you know, everybody has been looking forward to some yep. change. And, yep. you know, you were going to get some, some, some more, of the, more yep. of the same. Yep. But but it's it's very important. So yep. you had a great suggestion. Yeah, I want you, you to know, kick off Each that. year people make New Year's resolutions, Every either year. New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Well, let's suggest a couple yes. this year. Yes. Maybe a couple of that are a little different. Yeah. Because you kind of yeah. hear the same old, you know, I'm going to lose weight. Uh, right. I'm going to learn a I'm going to learn a foreign get language. Healthy, uh, you know. Know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, let's talk about it because one of the missions on this show is becoming an educated healthcare consumer. Right. And that could help you in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. And we a can help you become a health healthcare consumer. By listening by to healthcare now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. So and then and then the second one, along with becoming an educated healthcare consumer, is make sure that you choose a primary care physician. Yes. And get an annual wellness visit to get your baselines for the year. Every insurance group tells you to get a PCP. Yep. You get to pick your PCP. Yep. It's free. The annual wellness and, and visit people, doesn't even cost a exactly, copay. Exactly. So so that's something that people yep. don't know. And it, you know, you can see how you avoid and you're like, well, you know, I asked somebody I could that that is a great resolution to get yep. it done in January and then make your appointment. Yep. And like you say, that annual wellness visit, yep. it's gratis Absolutely. And, and it can it can really decrease a lot of stress. It can answer right. a lot of questions and you know, maybe that alone will make you a healthier person. And I remember on another show, Dr. Mark, you used the analogy it's like getting your car serviced. Yep. Yep. Uh, in fact last week I had my car serviced mm-hmm. and had the six thousand mile right. service yep. of each each interval. Right. And uh, again they check everything out and make sure it's all in good order and it cost a lot more than your annual wellness visit it certainly did <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's nothing against the uh, the great no, mechanics out there but, right. but it is the way it's set up but the third one is really it's a lot easier to say than it is to do sure and that's exercise eat better and reduce stress right and you know and you can do that it's funny how well related those things are Amazing. And you can put together reducing exercise yep. has been shown to reduce stress. Yep. And it's yep. not even about, you know, trying to stare at the stare at the scale and say, I got to do this. I got to do that. I think people get really lost. It's it's yep. a, it's a moving in a direction. Right. Yep. It's not setting a weight goal yep. or a distance goal. It's moving in a direction. Say, this is what I'm going to do. And I really hope to all our listeners that that you take heed there and, and listen to those three simple, simple statements. 
movements exactly. that are a little, little tough to do, but, but get it well, done. Well, the last one in particular, stress. You know, it's oh, estimated yeah. that stress, meaning anxiety and depression, cost our U.S. healthcare system billions of dollars every year. Oh, for sure. And the World Health Organization indicated that globally, it's a trillion dollars yeah. in lost productivity. And that, that's a historic number. That's Add huge. to that what we're seeing in the pandemic and we've week after week we've talked about yep. the increase mental illness issues yes. during the pandemic yes. and the isolation and whatnot yep. so i mean absolutely i mean it's it's a it's costly to people it's costly to the systems, yep. and yeah, if we can find find time to reduce stress in our lives, yeah. that's well, a I beautiful think we've thing to both do. experienced that what we worry about is a lot more worrisome than the end result. It's true. Isn't it's that true. true? It's it's how most of us are wired. Yep. And it and in in, in the United States at least, and yep. it's how yep. we're wired. And it's it's tough. I think I think we all pay a price yep. for that. Well, I think the the old adage is Americans they want it. And they when they want it, and they want it now. Right, and that that drives stress. You know, I I was uh, as you know, I had to had to take a little trip uh, from yeah. Orlando to Atlanta. Yep. Uh, and glad back. you made it back safe. Yeah, yeah, but you know the traffic. That's a tough trip. Yeah, three it, days, yeah, three day three day turnaround. <laughs> but but traffic is kind of boy. You can measure your stress, yep. and and you can kind of really see what it, if you take a couple of breaths. Yep. Or you realize yep. there is nothing I can do about these people that just can't drive. It's either that or turn into road flow. rage, right, Doctor Mark? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it is. But I mean, boy, I think yeah. that that traffic would be a great a great test. You know, yep. do, uh, you know how well you do yep. it, and that's something that we are all involved with almost every day. And you kind of take that time to say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get all ticked off that I didn't make that light. Yeah, or that the right. traffic stop because you have no or that control. light's too long, and right. I sat there for ten minutes. Yeah, and did I did I not text you on my way in today and say, hey, you I'm did. not going to be on time because yep. I'm I'm squirreling around yep. the uh, side streets because yep. uh, I four I shut down. Yep. 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 So, but there well, I four is enough to get you stressed out in Florida anyway. So. Just saying, I four in Florida <laughs> can get you stressed out. My that's, gosh, well, it's like two eighty five in Atlanta. I mean, I yeah, think it is. That's right. We we've got some really big news to share, and uh, I think uh, before before people start drifting off. Uh, let's uh, let's let you know we've got some new new show news. We do. Uh, we're moving to a new time slot, Doctor Mark. Indeed. Beginning January sixth, Healthcare Now will air from seven to eight p.m. on Thursday evenings. Absolutely. And we're going to still be airing the show in, mm-hmm. in in its normal Saturday time slot for a period of time until we feel like the listeners know about that adjustment. Right. Uh, I think I think people are going to really enjoy that. I'm right. pretty excited about it. I know the station's excited about it. I'm very excited, Doctor Mark. You know. A lot of people are still in their cars driving home 7 to 8 o'clock at night. And, uh, hopefully in that traffic we were talking in, about. In that traffic on I-4. Right. That's right. Yeah, we may have yeah. to uh, sh- shift uh, our, uh, our talks a little bit to maybe we can decrease stress actually while we're, uh, while we're on the air. Right. But, right. but I think yeah, that, that's going to be a topic throughout the year, Larry. Throughout 2020, we're going to talk about stress reduction yes. uh, and yes. how important that is to our health. And, you know... And as we kind of phase back into talking a little bit about COVID-19, mm-hmm. which is anxiety producing, yep. uh, we were discussing, you and I, uh, a finding from the, the University of Southern California and the RAND Corporation talking about the advantages of being vaccinated. Yes, and boosted. Yeah, that was very interesting. Uh, they they found a, a, did a research on like 60,000 people and found that a third of the U.S. reported experiencing symptoms of anxiety or depression at any given time. But they also found
found that a side benefit of the vaccine or the booster is in fact eliminating some stress because you're taking the yeah. pressure of getting COVID and ended up in a acute care situation right. in the hospital right. away. No, and I, I'm I'm sure that there are people out there being like, yeah, 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 that's a bunch of hooey, and yeah. what what a way to try to coax people to get a vaccine. But I'll tell you, I but had it's a dis- true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. I had a discussion literally while coming coming here today mm-hmm. uh, with a, a dear friend who did get COVID. Okay, uh, and uh, is doing well, and this, the the. Right after I said, well, you know, how, how are you doing today? Right. Right after I said, you know, do, doing pretty well. Things are going along. And I tell you, it is real. If you are. You bet. If you are vaccinated and boosted, it's not all that bad. It's like, That's this right. wasn't fun. It's like uh, a bad you know, cold right, or right. not even yeah. a bad cold. And, and there's exceptions to all these things. But even yeah. w- if you're boosted, even with Omicron, mm-hmm. that it's it appears that uh, that, that those things are going to make it a more model decent. So knowing that and believing that is going to lower your stress, yep. and it's going to make you make you feel a little well, better. Well, it's interesting, Dr. Mark. Let's talk about that for a minute. As mm-hmm. an update, the Department of Health issued a notice last week that as of last week, there was just under 4 million Floridians have been infected by COVID-19. Right. And yet only, I'll say only, 62,000 people have died in Florida. Right, right. That's a 1.5% death yeah. rate. right. Right, and it's happening now to the one and a half percent. That's serious, of course. And the families, it's a great loss, but but we do see you know where these where these trends are going, right? And we understand you know when you compare that to losses and death rates over like things like the flu, it's it's much higher, right? But uh, but it is it is good to kind of revisit the numbers every once in a while. I think we get a lot of we get a lot of percentages and a lot of a lot of complicated figures in the news, and it's it's good to kind of sit down and actually they're what they're about what nineteen million people in the state, Uh, twenty two million, twenty two million now, twenty two million people. Well, you know it's interesting. Aside from the four million infections and the 62,000 deaths. An update is vaccinations in Florida are averaging over 52,000 doses a day wow. in Florida. Following a lull over the Christmas weekend, it went way down. And as of this past week, 63% of Floridians are fully vaccinated and 30% have had booster shots. Right. And, and we're talking stats. I wonder if are they counting the five, probably not counting the five-year-olds yet. Uh I would, I would I would bet that's on the on that older group because well I think, this was as of last week yeah. so they may be counting Maybe, five yeah. five up yeah so you know. I mean they, that's the way we sh- sort of have yeah. to look at it because we're still seeing that in the five to twelve age group uh, very very low numbers yeah. of vaccinations it's you know, less than thirty percent if you remember yeah it's like yeah close to twenty twenty eight percent yeah and so it's it's definitely something that we need to keep an eye on and I know we 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 kind of. Go around and check out the, all the statistics quite frequently because yeah. it's tricky. I bet that 63 doesn't count it because if you think about where we've been, even when we were 16 and up. Yep. We or even 18. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we weren't, uh, we weren't far right. from that. So It probably yeah. didn't. But, but it is. But it is. I mean, back to our original thing, there there are certainly benefits to being vaccinated. Uh, the, the Now, the latest uh, CDC recommendation is that if you're fully vaccinated and boosted and exposed – Yep. Uh, they they dropped changed it to five days. Five days. Uh, quarantine. Yep. From ten. Exactly. And then mm-hmm. there's there's some groups that are looking at at no days, but five days of wearing your mask, which you know most 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 groups are still saying wear the mask 
either way. Right. And uh, and during these travels, you know, you could see there it, it was, it's it's just like a community thing now. You kind of get out of your car and you look around in the parking lots and you see if this is a mask on or a mask off. Exactly. But you have to you really need to be careful. I yeah, mean, you're seeing fewer masks outside. Oh, no question. I'm beginning to see that more yeah. inside. A lot of masks. A lot still. of masks, yeah. and, and unless yep. we're in, yep. and like we talked about last week, except in a few counties, right. and that's a personal yeah. choice in Absolutely. Florida. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, I think in most places, and I think the biggest issue with that is, you know, I I think we got off on the wrong foot creating mandates and should have just really stuck with those good, healthy suggestions, uh, people would have been yeah. more interested in playing that game, don't you yeah. think? I think so. Yeah. And, you know, let's talk about Omicron for a minute, the yep. variant. And it's interesting that uh, a couple weeks ago, Omicron accounted for 73% of the uh, new, infections, new infections. And that was as of around the 15th of December. Right. And it, it was a huge jump. Because the it next was, week, yeah, yeah, huge. It went from, from 3%, like 3% to yep. 73%. Then the next week, it dropped to 15 And then this past week, it's down to 23%. So my question to you, Dr. Mark, can you really believe the numbers? No, I don't. I don't think so. And I think a lot of it, again, is in the reporting, because when the the news, like when the Atlanta Journal put out what the number of cases, the positivity rate was incredibly high in Atlanta. But but look at who's going to get tested. Right. You know, I mean. I don't plan to go get tested today. Do you? No. Well, yeah. people. Well, the reason that it's forty percent uh, infection rate per testing is because the only people that are getting tested are the people right. with symptoms. Right. Every once in a while, <laughs> some some travelers and whatnot. But yeah, that's so. I, I think that that's almost a statistic that has no meaning. And I, agree. I And I know that we used it in the community, saying that once we got below what was it about five percent, that that things started to loosen up. Yep. Yep. And I'm not sure that that has has any any great value. I'd like to, I'm not sure the epidemiologists need to kind of chime in on that and see what what's the metric that we need to be following. Yeah, you know, the the one thing is Omicron does account for a much lower hospitalization yes. rate, and that's yeah. a good thing. And and it does look like the monoclonal antibody, the first one that has been being used, isn't as effective. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. 
Welcome back to Healthcare Now. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we exited talking a little bit about Omicron, but I think we've kind of wrapped up Omicron's... uh, It was a pretty uneventful week, which is an exciting week when we talk about pandemics, and we'll have to to see where it goes. It definitely... Less hospitalizations. Less hospitalizations. Much less deaths. And it really looks as though if people if that's ha- if, if people are yep. fully vaccinated, which includes a booster now, right. that right. it is definitely effective against Omicron. And then for whatever reason, the monoclonal, as I mentioned as we exited before, does not seem as effective. Right. Not not completely ineffective, right. but not as effective. Correct. So, any, and and some of that may just be that if they're measuring the change in symptoms, the Omicron symptoms have presented less severely. So right. it's kind of it's right. kind of hard to play the game, but let's let's get off that. And you had something uh, about the uh, U.S. population yeah, we this, were talking uh, about. A nice little trivia in 2021, according to the Census Bureau, the U.S. population grew at the lowest rate in recorded history. Doctor Mark, hmm. interesting. I was very surprised, and they say that this is due to slowing immigration, mm-hmm. lower birth rates, and of course the high number of deaths from COVID. Actually, the population drew only. Only grew in 2021 by 0.1 percent, meaning 392,000 new Americans came to the U.S. Interesting. That's so, all. It, was there? I haven't seen the data on the actual rates of death yet. I don't know if they if they listed that. That's something that yeah. we should look into because I know a lot of folks talked about how this was going to shift everything. And the curiosity was with people staying at home, were there going to be fewer traffic deaths? Because right. I know the the emergency rooms definitely saw fewer fewer incidents of trauma. Right. right. And so that that would be another piece. But what well, I mean, what, what zero, do we make of that? Well, I mean, well that zero point one percent is significant, and I'll yep. tell you why. Even measured in absolute terms of that three hundred ninety thousand. Uh-huh. That increase is smaller than during the confluence of World War One and the Spanish flu pandemic. Oh, really? Yeah, so it is yeah. a tiny number. So it is significant. So the borders, uh, sometimes we run across information and statistics from, from good sources, and it kind of flies right in the face of what we've been hearing on the news. No doubt. All we hear about is the border. Right. And the huge numbers of thousands of people that are coming across the border every day. Is this arguing against that? Is that uh, what I think think? net net it It uh, it created a zero point one percent increase. Right. I mean, it's not making comment about what issues there are at the border, that kind of stuff. And then, like I said, we we sort of sidestep those politics. But but that is a very I think, uh, you know, this week while we're uh, while we're not in studio, we we should look more into that because I'd like to see between that and then the and then the death numbers because yeah. they were they were just looking us in the face yeah. every day because we don't we don't watch the the death count if you will about anything That's every right. day That's but right. but for 2 years now we've been watching it with covid yeah. and and it's interesting uh, every time any of the news bureaus talk about omicron or articles they don't talk about death rates because no, it's or so minimal yeah. that yeah. it's insignificant yeah i i hope it that that those numbers hold up but it has too. it's been it's been there and then when you look at the number of new cases dropping so quickly it's it's strange it's really strange yeah. Yeah. but i think you know what what we have to look at when I, I think we, we want to get into a, a, a patient story first. Yes. But at some point, we need yes. to circle back around and talk about why these viruses mutate yep. and how, you know, what really makes sense. And, you know, yep. how, how do we select yep. out those that, that are, they can be yep. more 
prevalent, but not necessarily more dangerous. Yep. But we'll talk about yeah. that a little bit later. But you had a you had yeah. a patient story. Which yeah, this uh, take a couple minutes to talk about. You know, we always talk about this show is all about how to help navigate a very complex U.S. Yes. healthcare system. Yes. And this story really relates to this. Mm-hmm. They're this nev- uh, you know, they're never good. Well, this is uh, this is going to blow your mind. Oh, bring so it. this patient went in uh, a few months back for a they went into the ER with breathing issues uh-huh. was admitted for a few days treated her took care of it and they got a $49,000 bill Ooh. when the then they were health they were insured so the insurance brought the bill down to $6,200 from 49,000. $49, so that was their copay portion. Well, I'd like that to happen when I go buy a car. Yeah, no joke. So then to take care of the 6200, they set up payments with the health system to make the payments over a 12-month period, 500 gotcha. something dollars a month. During that payment period after about 4 months later, the same patient ended up back in the hospital again. Yeah. And had a second incident. Right. And when they came out, they said, well, could we just include that amount into our payments that, payments that doing we're currently making plan. and extend yeah, it right. to 24 months? That way they would make the same payment each month right. of a little over $500. Right. Hospital agreed to do that. Okay. And it was automatic draft out of their accounts. Well, let me ask you this. Did, uh-huh. they, did they receive... An EOB or a bill for that forty nine thousand again? And no, no, it didn't. was they. The, their balance was the sixty two hundred, uh-huh. and they had an eight thousand dollar deductible. Gotcha. So basically, they had to cover that out of pocket. Got it. So that's when they set up the first payments, and they agreed to the second. I think the second bill was like twenty four thousand, and yeah. it was another four forty five hundred dollars, something like that. Gotcha. So they asked the hospital if we can combine them. Yep. Hospital said yes. Well, what happened is they were making. They had made made five payments against this mm-hmm. on an automatic draft. Right. All of a sudden they get a call from a collection agency where the hospital had turned over their claim to them and the collection agency had ruined their credit and they said, "Well, wait a minute, we're making payments." And it said you haven't made a payment at all. So, did they come back and say, "Was that their their overall bill, or was that the second bill? The well, second. Here's second what in, happened: yeah. when the hospital like a mystery. made the payments, made off of automatic draft to their accounts, they applied it to one and didn't combine the right. two accounts. Okay. Therefore, the second account went was, to collections. Right. And so then the total amount actually went to collections because they said they didn't get any payments right. at all. So then, then, then the deal is off. Then the deal is yeah, off. Right, right. So the and here's the interesting part, Doctor Mark. The collection agency says, okay, if you'll give us a flat amount of $3,000 by the end of the month, 31st of that month, we'll wipe it all out and everything's good. They said, okay. As soon as they went to pay it at the hospital, the hospital took the account back from the collection agency, realizing it shouldn't have been sent there to start with, and wanted them to continue making payments. Come on. I swear. That's crazy. Is that unbelievable? No, it's totally believable. <laughs> and, but but right? you know what? It is totally yeah, believable. Because when you said they were going to, I mean, I, I, I was going to. at yeah. 50%. Well, yeah. when they were looking at, okay, this happened once, yeah. it's too easy. It makes too much sense. You to actually say, called it yeah, on the second right, one. Yeah, you knew and, what it and, had because so you know, work in the hospital. Right. And I, and I, don't, I didn't know anything about this case. <laughs> yeah, right? This was brand that's new. Right. But yeah, because it's too easy. If, if you throw in something that just makes sense, 
and yep. the institution follows it, yep. they didn't hear what you were saying. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what happened that's here. That's exactly right? what happened here. Wow. But, wow. but the point is, when they realize, when the health system realized the mistake and the collection agency yeah. had already made the deal with the patient to pay the 3000 yep. and be done with it, the hospital took it back and said, no, we're not going to accept that. Can they get away with that? I don't know. Yeah. I'd get a lawyer. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, you know, and a lot of times you don't even need and, and just you know, jumping back to helping everybody that we always worry about that right now. Yeah. A, a couple of statements. Typically, uh, when, when these things get sent to the collection agency, the agency does threaten and say, we're going to ruin your credit. They don't actually do it. And I know that that's a term that comes out. It's we usually about, about 60 yeah. days before yeah. it hit so, your credit. So they, yeah. they typically don't get all that interested in it. It's sort of a, the heavy hammer that they throw yeah. around. Right. And it, but they've realized over the years that the, the folks that are really not going to pay yeah. don't really care about that's that right. number. They don't okay? care about the credit. So, so that's I right. think, you know, that's sort of out, out the window. I agree. But what you do see is if you go, and as this lesson was, you go to the mm-hmm. hospital and say, can I do this? They were in that, good that, faith right, taking care of that. their bills. And so the next step is not yeah. necessarily, as Americans, the next step is always just what you said, let's go get a lawyer. Yeah. Actually, the next step needs to be, hey, listen, this isn't going to work out. Tell me who I need to talk to, right? Or tell me, do do I need to mediate, arbitrate, or do I need to get right. a lawyer? That's right. And the last thing the hospital they wants want to is do that. Right. is that. So so usually because then it's it's you know we're talking about stress, you know, a little stress reduction. Exactly. It certainly isn't yeah. going to reduce your stress if you've right. got to hire an attorney to fight yeah. this. Well, here they thought that they could make the three thousand dollar payment and be done with it, and now they're back to twenty four months right. of five hundred dollars a month. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, if they've got that all written down. They don't need a lawyer. They just need the documentation. Yeah, I think so. And uh, boy, that, but you that know, is Dr. crazy. Dr. Mark, this brings up another issue. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this on the show over the past year. These high deductible health plans yeah. to where it puts you in this sure. position. Yep. Here we are, a health plan sold these people mm-hmm. a product that they couldn't afford. Yep. Absolutely. That is really the crux of the problem here. I realize the bad behavior of the health system in trying to maximize their payment. Sure. But it all started with having this high deductible that's unreachable. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like the the mortgage industry. Yeah. You know, they're they're setting things up. And the crazier part is, you know, there are... I hate to let the cat out of the bag, but now as a uh, employee of the state, I can see what the state plans look like. Sure. And they're the same doctors, same care, same places, same great stuff, but they don't have these high deductibles. Yep. And the excuse would be, well, you know, it's a bulk buying kind of thing. No, no, there's no excuse for that. What you're right. telling me That's is right. the insurance companies can do just fine That's right. by selling things without the high deductibles. That's right. But they're able to get away with it. That's right. And one group goes to another group yeah. because they can and collude. Also, Everybody knows what their rates well, are. Well, on top of that, they're still paid a $900 a month premium to the insurance company. Sure. On sure. top of yeah, all yeah, the yeah. money we've been talking about. Yep, absolutely. My recommendation to them was exactly what you said, Dr. Mm-hmm. Mark. Go back and find somebody in the finance department of this health system and explain the problem and get them to work it out to where you can pay that, that flat amount yep. and be done with it. And yep. if not, get a lawyer. Yep. Because, you know, at the end of the day, people 
they 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 get completely turned off by the healthcare system. Yep, and it's sad because you know they may have gone in and had great care, had oh, yeah. some great nurses, well, they did have great great care. doctors, yeah. and everything. And then you get completely turned off by the system because yep. then this other group, which is yep. yeah, it's part of the same corporation, right. but not necessarily right. with the same ethos. Exactly, and and exactly. They, they they know where they know where things are going. So it is that is yep. that's really frustrating. I'm sorry they had that, but yeah, that would be that would be our advice is definitely go back yep. and. And, you know, keep making those payments. Well, you know, until and, you know, you, we had the conversation, Doctor Mark. Yeah, mm-hmm. make sure they're well. They were automatic drafts. The payments were coming out. Yeah, yeah. So there was no but, payment to and, make. And the only thing that should rush it along is, you know, you get to that say and say, okay, well, yep. this, you know, once we come to a number, well, we've already paid this much, by the exactly. way. Exactly. And then that's really what they're looking well, for. Well, I remember the uh, the gentleman that told me about this said that what they were doing at the hospital is when those payments would come out automatic draft, they were applying it to the lowest balance. Yeah. Therefore, the high balances were still there, and that's what kicked it over sure. to the, to the uh, collection agency. And this kind of reminds me of our story about the ACA, and when you, know, you get signed up and you go start paying it off your debit card or whatever, yep. but if they applied the first payment to the second month, and they never catch You've you up. You got some personal experience yeah, exactly, on that, Dr. Mark. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and so yep. then three months later, it looks like you didn't pay for the right. first month, and, and you're out three and months. And then they kick you out of the plan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, when we come back, let's talk about something completely different. I think we're going to talk a little bit about the No Surprise Act. Absolutely. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now and Happy New Year. I hope everybody has uh, recovered from their festivities last night and that we're not speaking too loudly (laughs) or uh, already got turned off because of the the booming voices. Right. But we've uh, just finished talking about some crazy stuff in the finance groups at the uh, in in a hospital. And now we're going to jump to some uh, some political maneuvering. Right. uh, Two things that are going on that are of great interest. And the first one is something that actually takes effect today, January 1. Yes, it's the No Surprises Act, Dr. 
Dr. Mark, which takes effect today, January 1. And that act uh, was passed late la- early last year right. and is designed to ensure that patients who receive out-of-network care only pay what they would have been charged if they were treated in network. Yep. Yep. So if they now, so if they choose to go out of network, different story. But if they have emergency care, that's right. or you go into a hospital that's yep. in network, but one of your physicians that comes to see you is out of your out of your network, which can happen right. anywhere, right. that they don't have to pay for that. So that's going to uh, that's going to be huge. I mean, that's going to that's a I mean, huge I don't, you know, amount. I don't know of how dollars. we how they can even track how much money right. that's going to save folks millions. And, and again, no one is losing here. Right. The insurance company's sure. not losing here because they're going to negotiate with the doctor that saw them. Right. They're well, not going to. Let me, let like me explain that. That's cash. good. Yep. So the new law affects all employer-based plans and individual plans, whether they were purchased through the Affordable Care Act or not. Right. So it's everyone. Right. And when receiving the out-of-network care, uh, unexpectedly, like emergency, elective procedures, or even air ambulance. Remember our story right. about yeah. air ambulance? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, You'll only be responsible for what you would have normally paid your normal copay or coinsurance. Yeah. And the rest of the bill has to be negotiated between the insurance company and the provider. Right. The right. patient is out of the mix in that. Yeah. Yeah, as, which is as a good it should thing. Be. As that's it should right. be, yeah. Right. No, now so that's that's going to be that's going to be a really uh, a positive thing, and and I hope I hope we get some information as it's enacted, like get some good stories yeah. back about from folks to hear how that's coming along. Right. All right. So uh, we've we've discussed for the last several weeks the Medicare premium increase. We so did. go ahead, let's recap it and yep. then give the yep. give an update. Well, in uh, back in November 12th, it was announced that the Part B premium that is deducted from Social Security uh, was going to go from 148.50 to 170.10. Right. And as, that as was to today. take effect as, as of today. Right. Con- uh, Senator Ron Wyden from Oregon tried to kill that in mid-December yep. and, and take that out of the uh, bill. And as of today, it does go into effect. He wasn't able to do wasn't that, Dr. Do Mark. Are they going to completely drop this idea, or you think they're still going to be arguing I about it? I hope they're still going to work on it, but, yep. you know, Congress is out of session over the holidays. Right. So right. uh, basically, as of today, out of people's January Social Security, yeah, it's going to go from 14850 to 17010. You know, and that may yep. be it'll it's interesting because it, since this is obviously, you know, a political issue, that made a lot of news. And it was news. really thought that it had enough support that it was going to make it through as as I understood. Well, it. that $22 increase mm-hmm. basically $11 of that was to fund Aldenham. a reserve for Adahelm. Yep. And that was where Ron Wyden, congressman in Oregon, Pointed was trying to kill that. Right. Yeah. Which was a, a great area yeah. where they could even compromise exactly. and cut it in half. Yeah. So I, you know, hopefully they'll uh, keep pushing on that. I mean, right. again, we don't get too involved in the uh, politics, and it's hard to know who's yep. up for re-election and what yep. they're what they're working yep. towards, but but hopefully we'll hear more about that. Well, the, the other part of it that I want our listeners to know is that by the law, Part B monthly premiums must equal 25% of the estimated total Part B funding for 65 years and older. Okay, and that and that the other seventy five percent is funded by taxpayers' dollars. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so that's where it's so that's, that's where the twenty five percent comes yeah. into play. Gotcha. It's a formula, but yeah. again, to build in such an increase over one drug, right? 
No. Makes, that makes no sense, no sense whatsoever. And as we've pointed out, this was yeah. a drug that Medicare never intended right. to purchase. Right. I mean, they came out very quickly and stated, not going to use this drug. Did. So I don't know where the the budget committee yeah. missed out on, you know, what, what CMS, what the FDA and what Biogen were all working right. on. This was this was a lot of people not paying attention to each other. Exactly. And and if you remember the private insurance company says we're not going to cover it either. No. So yeah. it wasn't just of the course. government. Oh, right, right. And we haven't seen any improved data to show that it's going to work. And, exactly. that's all. and t- to be fair, the saddest part of that is this sounded like it was going to be a step in the right direction for an awful, awful disease that affects so many people. Biggest breakthrough in 20 years. 20 years. And it's yep. now it's now all we talk about is the cash. So, well, you know, uh, you know I, don't know, I don't know where it's going to go, if it's just well, going know, to fizzle right, out the wayside. And, and again, we're going to talk about this in a future show, but one in three seniors die with dementia today. Mm-hmm. And by 2050, it's estimated that there will be 152 million cases of Alzheimer's dementia disease worldwide. Yeah, I mean, I really would like to see the opportunity for us to report on, on something that makes yeah. action against that, because we've made... We've made no progress in that area. None. Uh, millions and millions of dollars have been uh, donated to uh, yep. Alzheimer's Association. Well, I know you've, you've yeah. experienced it in your family, sure. and I experienced it in my family yep. with both my father and my mother-in-law. Yep. So, yeah, it's incredibly common, Yep. and it, it really just changes many, many, many lives. Yep. And so uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have some good news to report yep. on that. We have a lot. I feel like you know this this New Year's show. We should be like taking some notes. We're gonna, let's go back and listen to it and take some notes on what we're gonna what we're gonna polish up on moving forward because yeah. there's a lot of good information that we can dig a little deeper. Great, and I think it's, it'd be great for our listeners and and really really important stuff. Yeah. So the uh, current uh, open enrollment continues yep. for another uh, 15, 14 days, for the essentially. Affordable Care Act. Uh, you know, it was extended to January fifteenth, yep. so we've still got fifteen more days. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people to sign up and already uh, for effective 2022 there's been 13.6 million people have signed up for the 2022 coverage mm-hmm. through the federal exchange or state marketplace exchanges right which we sort of talk yep. about it every because yep. when, when they report it they talk about it being this you know hey it's this big number yep. but then when we kind of look at yep. okay 13.6 million people right. not a huge number and you right. had the number of the number of employees that are covered by their employers. You yes. had that off the top of your head. What was it? It was like 186 million yeah. employees okay. get insurance through their employer right. in America. About half. About half. About half. So half so, the out, so the out of the other half, 13.6 million people have signed up. So, That's I mean, right. it's, uh, right. it's definitely not the plan. That, and that doesn't count no. Medicare, Medicaid either, which Medicaid alone, there's 80 million people. And right. Medicare, there's 65 million people. So you add that up. That's almost the other half. So how many how many people 80, are we missing? 65 and 13. How much is that? I'm not I told you I don't do math, <laughs> but uh, you know we can we can scribble it out. That's 158. Uh, yep. Okay. I'll buy that. Yeah. Now nah, more than that. More more than that. But uh, was it 136? No, it was 80, 65, and 13. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was doing the 158. Right. So 158 yep. Yep. versus and then the, the 136. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, so there's. We'll have to. Another thing we'll have to look into is what the yeah. gap is. What was? What's the? Well, it's what's estimated the that goal? there are 27 million people uninsured in America today. All right. So again, yeah. we're another. And there's half the thing. other 27. Yeah, yeah that's yep. the other half. Hmm. That's pretty good math, Doctor Mark. Uh, it's terrible math. <laughs> terrible math. If, if, if the uh, you know if this was uh, 
the listeners yeah. could see the scribbling that I just did right. on the sheet, it'd be a little embarrassing. I'm just going <laughs> to well, let me go let me that. mention while we're talking about the Affordable Care Act and the Obamacare program, evidently people that are signing up for 2022 are getting a surprise. Oh, that's right. Aside that's right. from the lower subsidies, people that don't qualify for a subsidy because of their income, their premiums are dramatically lower for 2022 than they were in 2021. Right. And the money came from? Money came from the America's Rescue Act. Right. Right. So, and that was one of the things that was sort of thought about, like, when they were trying to trim that bill, that was one of the things that was going to get axed. Yeah. And so, just to sort of clarify what you're saying is, people who were already receiving subsidies last year saw those subsidies increase almost double. Yeah. And then, but people who were not getting subsidies, nothing They were paying those changed. huge amounts. Yeah, right. So they were paying yep. basically what you pay in the marketplace. Well, I can give you an example of, of one of my employees was paying $960 a year yep. with an $8,000 deductible. Gotcha. It was going to go to 11... From the ACA. Yeah, from yep. the ACA. Yep. It was going to go to 1100 this year. Mm-hmm. She thought that was their estimate. And when she signed up, it ended up being $555. Right. But she also still has that eight thousand dollar deductible yeah 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 but that's half no it just really drops things really drops things so the interesting thing is going to be how long is that going to go on is it is it just this year i believe this year next year 22 and 23 but also according to the data there is still 10 million people in america that could qualify for these financial helps under the affordable care act if they would sign up Right. Well, that was that other half we were just yeah. talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. that makes makes perfect sense. And it is. It's yeah. it's a little. It can be a little onerous. Um, yeah. I still think that the uh, the lack of simplicity on the site can be a little scary. And and to be fair, anything doing dealing with healthcare and getting committed to a plan yeah. is, is difficult. So, how do we reach those other folks and yeah. and get them covered? And and not only that, your personal experience about uh, yeah when they do dealing drop the with ball. getting yeah. drop sure. drop the ball and drop the payment right. and then got canceled. Yep, uh, those kind of things need to yep. be figured out as in the system right. as to how to correct it immediately. Yeah, we talked about. I had a yeah. fa- family member that went through that, and yeah. I'll tell you, it was a little bit like pulling teeth to get them to try again. Yeah. And, be, and yeah. it literally, well, they didn't it, want to. Well, they were stressed out and yeah. thinking this yeah. is this. It didn't. Why would it work again? But there's the stress yeah. for 2022, Doctor Mark. Absolutely. But <laughs> but uh, but the the per- first good news is did try again. Got back on the yep. ACA has coverage. We think. But see, that's the whole thing. But didn't it's like he this have level. a period of time where he didn't whole, have coverage toward the year. end of 2021? A full year. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so the uh, the new year is uh, was a day we were waiting for. Yeah. You know, to make sure. Fortunately, make sure young he and healthy. His, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yep. No, he did a good job with uh, vaccines, boosters, and uh, wearing a mask. Yeah. So he st- stayed out of trouble. All right. So, what would you jump on? Uh, jump on to continue this. Uh, we've yeah. only got a, we've only got about a minute and a half, two minutes right. before we need to go to break. So, I don't want to get too deep into right. things. Well, but, let, let's talk about uh, go back to that New Year's resolution for a minute. Okay. And talk about eating better, exercising, and reducing stress. And, and like I say, I think I think the reducing stress. Is, We've talked it, about it's it. the one to yep. focus on. Yep. Um, I think. Uh, so, Doctor Mark is a physician. Mm-hmm. And you deal with parents with young children. What would you say to parents for 2022 to reduce their stress in their family? I I think the first thing is to recognize who is most affected. And every individual has a different way that they're going to address their stress. 
But talking about it is going to be the first step. Because a lot of folks look at stress as, well, I'm supposed to be stressed. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the breadwinner. I'm the head of household. I got to do this. I got to do that. We have to take care. I've got to have this nice lawn. It's really sitting down with your partner and sitting down with your kids and identifying what's important. I mean, we stress our kids out all the time, of right? Of course. I mean, we tell them they've, 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 got, to, they've got to do these Make things Make A's. And, you know. And, you got to be like and, your brother. Right. And, uh, or be like your big sister. <laughs> That's yeah, right. You, know, so. you got to participate in all these extracurricular yeah. activities. So we create a lot of stress. We do. And, you know, it's a, it's a great country that we live in. There's lots and lots of opportunity. But at the same time, we do need to sit, step back and see what's good for all of us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry. And Larry, happy, happy new year. I hope our listeners are enjoying the day. They're sitting back. They only have to listen to us for another 15 minutes. That's right. And then go about your day. What I mean, what do you do right after uh, right after your afternoon and New Year's? Well, I, mean, I hope we're not stressing them out over healthcare issues today. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. You know, it's it's one of the things that, that it does fall. It's a yearly deal. Yep. Um, we did have the uh, sign-up periods were a little expanded yep but for people who are you know their employees cover these things you still every year they've got to re-up and and that's an interesting piece too isn't it i mean a lot of things go by you know your birth dates your enrollment dates but this is an annual sign up sure and every year the insurance companies kind of make their changes and you got to pay attention to what those changes are and and you know there's a strong message that we hit on briefly in our last segment dr mark Mm -hmm. you know there are about 27 million uninsured americans out there today that have no plan at all. Right. But the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, indicates that there are at least 10 million people out of that 27 million who could qualify for coverage if they seek it in the marketplace. Right. 10 million more than have signed up, right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got, I've got you. I got so you. So you could cut that 27 million to 17 million. Yep. Yep. Yeah, which would be the lowest number in years. I, you know, I think the argument that always comes up, we talk about the, you know, cash in, cash out, if the, if the money's coming from gov- government subsidies and how's it all covered. Yep. But the reality is, it's the savings that make it work, right? right. That, that, that when the right. uninsured come in, it's yeah. not like the money is not already getting yeah. spent. So it's it's a way insurance is a it's a risk management group. Right? It is. And it is. so so the more people that are involved in it, the more impactful it is right. as far as being effective and the less 
outliers there are on the high and low sides. And that's the whole term of value-based care, Dr. Mark, to trying to make sure that the right care at the right place at the right time for the appropriate amount of money. Yeah. That you makes know, a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So we're so before we jump, we were going to do a little NIH discussion, but mm-hmm. you know what? This kind of makes sense to go and talk a little about the United Health okay. and the uh, Anthem Medicare Advantage plans. Sure. Because sure. this is big news and it's going to, we're going to talk a lot more about this this year. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about what Medicare Advantage is. You know, it's this third party groups that, that come in and they manage yeah. the Medicare. The Private piece yep. of Medicare. Private piece. And yeah. what, what it accounts for, what percentage of the uh, Medicare, me- Medicare um, all, all over? About 28 to 30 million of the 65 million Medicare people are in a Medicare Advantage plan. Okay. About half. All right. So yep. you, so the way these plans work is they come in and you might pay no premium. You probably uh, don't. And yep. you might pay no copay. Or they're, they're, yep. the idea is they're going to reduce your out-of-pocket costs. That's right. And you know there's going to be some... Pay, paying, you know, paying Peter. Rubber's got to hit the road somewhere. Yeah, somewhere the and numbers happen. And it's in happen. inpatient admissions. Right. So That's where it is. So your outpatient care yeah. now becomes cheap, but if you are in your inpatient, you're, you're going to see more of a hit than you yeah. would if you yeah. are straight You're going to pay a certain amount, up to about 200, anywhere from 125 to $275 a day, up to possibly even the first seven days. Right. And I'm going to ask you what would be a really dumb question, because mm-hmm. it's such, such an easy answer. Why would groups like you United and Anthem, why would they want to even get into that Medicare business? Profits. Exactly. Make yep. They're going to make some money. It's all about so, profits. So tell our listeners what yeah. just happened. Well, you know, open enrollment for Medicare runs October 15th to December 7th. Well, less than a month before open enrollment this year, the Centers for Medicare Medicaid Services suspended Medicare Advantage plans in six states in Puerto Rico on United and Anthem because two of the nation's largest insurers charge too much in premiums and fail to spend the required required 85% of that premium on patient care. Right. So they kept money in their pocket. That's right. And so now I'm curious now do, when they get to come back into the system, do they now have to spend 90%? I mean, is there a is a, a piece well, of Well, when they're when they're re-enrolled in they're out for 2022 right. in these six states. Right. But once they come back in, if they don't spend 85% of the premium over the next 3 years, they'll be terminated from the Medicare Advantage program altogether. And that means they don't get to make the mo money. That's right. That's right. That's so, right. so that is that that is yeah. absolutely something that has to be followed, right. and they they these penalties have to happen, right? Because we're going to get run over. Well, it's nice otherwise. to see that Medicare and HHS and the OIG, the Office of In- uh, Inspector General, is actually looking at these things. You would help. I mean, you would hope. You would yeah. hope. And but that's 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 the entire process. But it does doesn't make yeah. as big a news splash no. as you think it would. It doesn't. In so fact, I'm you glad know, that you picked that up and right. we were able to talk about well, it today because it's it's a real deal. And, and it, is and a it real all deal. starts what does get out there in front of us is yep. these Medicare Advantage plans and they're they're on T V yep. just ad nauseum of all the different possibilities right. that you have and you got you got to know there's something in it for the yeah. same group that we've been running away from right well if you remember there was an article of talking about the private commercial insurance plans and the millions hundreds of millions of dollars that they gave back 
to right. their employees Boys. in the way of reduced premiums mm-hmm. for the for this past year and, and previous years. But it never talked about the Medicare piece nope. until now. Nope. And, so this and is interesting. Yep. So the, I don't know if that means that they're because it's always been happening. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. Well, that, you know that, that, that uh, you know numbers lie and and. And books can be fixed. Yep, yep. No, they can definitely. Crack I've known it. that from day one, and I remember I used to balance some books yep. for some of these Medicare Advantage plans. Not cook the books; you were balancing right. books. Okay, and, good. And good. and the bottom line is, you can always manipulate the numbers to get under that eighty-five right. percent mark. Right. Well, evidently, these people didn't care about that. that they just, were just blatantly not spending the money. Or it was such a big number, you know. I mean, that's that's the other the yeah, other piece. But, but it's not like a penalty. Right. You're actually suspended from enrollment. Yeah, yeah. That's no, a that, bigger that deal. Is, that, that takes the cash right out of their pocket. That's right. That's interesting. That's right. Well, I, I hope that doesn't uh, – I mean, there are other plans in those states, so people who still want the Advantage plans are able to sign up for, for plans, but yeah. but it is – I you know, that should be a, a black eye that we uh, we follow year after year. Yeah. Let's uh, – you know, while we're talking about different companies, let's talk about CVS. Okay. Uh, you know, CVS uh, is building new primary care locations to include physicians for mm-hmm. the first time. You know, CVS Health plans to ramp up its acquisitions of physician practices and clinics as it continues to pursue more of a primary care strategy along with the other retail pharmacies and build medical networks. The Rhode Island-based company operates many minute clinics around the country, right. but they're staffed by nurse Those practitioners. practitioners. Yeah. So now CVS wants to broaden its care strategy and build primary care with physician-led care centers across the country. So they came into this game several years ago, and, and you and I talked about this pretty specifically. Like, what was it going to be when, when CVS and Walgreens got into the delivering health care market? Right. And we we had pretty strong opinions about how it was – didn't it didn't make a lot of sense, except it did direct consumers to be walking through their stores. And, indeed, they built these stores That's right. and built them up. They, they weren't like these separate clinics. It was all That's right. right there. That's right. And outside it's of that – kind of in the pharmacy, really. Yeah, it, it didn't yeah. really – it didn't really it didn't really work yeah. okay and so they've been in and out of this game and so so as walgreens, walgreens and some of the other large right. walgreens has done right aid yeah walgreens has done a little bit better they have. um but cvs has definitely had the the worst performance and i think they're just looking for something else and yeah. i don't think this is going to work i well, think it's going to cost them more money and what about the competition of primary care physicians exactly. in the community? Oh, I think that that's, that's a big deal. I mean, I think that they were upset, rightfully upset, yep. when they were doing the minute clinics with the with that's nurse right. practitioners. That's right. And one of the criticisms was that there wasn't a doctor. So now they're answering to that criticism. That's that's not the problem here. No, the that's problem not. here is taking that primary care pers- person off the open market yep. and having having that corporate setup it's i just i don't see you hit on something really important there dr mark you go to a primary care physician to get a baseline of your care yes you're going to a minute clinic to get treated for something right there episodic care episodic care right Right. Big difference. Episodic care yeah. costs us millions and millions of dollars yeah. where a relationship with your primary care physician and their office can save millions and millions of dollars. Right. It's completely opposite of where we should be going. Exactly. Here. And and I, I think I've I've said that in the next ten years, I think most of our primary care 
delivery system will be PAs and nurse practitioners. You've said but, that many times. But they're going to be your PA and your nurse practitioner That's right. that you've developed a relationship with. And that is the way to deliver effective health care. Otherwise, it's episodic care, which is what we see in the emergency rooms. Exactly. And we, we know it's a fail. Right. So this is just prettying up. It's really lowering the bar on what you need to do it is in a quote-unquote yep. emergency situation. Well, CVS plans to add a few hundred of these primary care centers to its network, and yet they currently have 9,900 retail stores, and 1,200 of those include walk-in medical clinics. Right, right. So, yeah, it's... it's I, you know, I guess it's a pilot program. I mean, they're going to yeah. see how it works out. And it, I'd love to believe that they were going into communities that had mm-hmm. the need that yeah. did not have primary care. But I yeah. don't I don't feel that's how the corporate right. system thinks. Yeah. Well, and, there's you know, one more piece of this that wasn't talked about in the article, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering about it. And we can talk about it. You know, this past year, CVS bought Aetna. Yep. Now, is this a strategy to move their own members into their minute clinics, of course, to get them treated in an oh, episodic no environment. There's no question that yep. they'll say if yep. you go to our clinic, you'll have no copay, exactly, or you'll have something, or you'll get a free soda. I yep. don't know what they're going to do, yep. but they're going to they're be gonna an do something. No, there be an incentive, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Now, I I don't I don't like this at all. I mean, I think that you know the the system has a lot of things we need to work on, and I do not think primary care delivery in this method yep. is going to improve yep. patients' follow-up. I don't yep. think they're going to go to their annual wellness yep. visits this way, right. and they're absolutely not going to get that that longitudinal care that's going to keep them out yep. of the ER yep. and out of the hospitals. It's it's really training them to do exactly that. Because, yep. you know, what what time does CVS, what time is their clinic close? Well, 11 I, o'clock, I, I was going to go, I was gonna yep. go to my clinic, well, probably not even that late, yep. and and if they're not there, I'm just going to go to the urgent care center. I'm not right. going to go or I'll go to the emergency room. A couple room. of the centers have 24 hours, like the one on Lee Road here in Orlando. It's open 24 hours. Of uh, the CVS? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing, too, I think that's important is this is completely anti-value-based care. Oh, yeah. Completely. And you hit on that earlier, Dr. Mark. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. all about managing right. chronic illnesses. Now, the one thing that a minute clinic might do is avoid an ER visit. Possibly. Which is a $3,000 right. visit versus a $150 visit. But they're but they're touting this to be a primary care that's setup. Right. That's so, right. That's so right. That, that's the part I don't like. Yep. You know, yep. I mean, I'm not... I certainly in support of urgent cares. I think that we've seen yep. that the urgent cares have saved folks a lot of money. They're, they're <clears throat> but very, these aren't true urgent cares. These aren't urgent cares. No, they're not. And I think it's just a corporation that's looking at, all right, if we look at where all the health care dollars flow, you know, I mean, next there's going to be a radiology clinic, right? And so, yep. and they're just looking for other ways to cash in. And the, the system as it stands there is not broken. The no. primary care system is not broken. It's not. How we use it. In fact, it's getting stronger and stronger. Absolutely. Because of value-based care. Absolutely. It's estimated that 50% of all members in insurance companies today are in some kind of a value-based program. Right. That's the answer. That's for the answer. For 2022. Yep. Well, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to, to you, all Dr. our Mark. listeners. And I'm looking forward to a great 2022. See you later. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On healthcare Now. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.